slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, we have got a lot to talk about on today's show. And finally, I will say this, there is some good news, and that is that the Islanders and the NHL enter Phase 3 today, and that means training camps are formally opening, and it means that we will have some real on-ice things to start talking about as we get closer and closer to the resumption of the play-in round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and folks, that is just two and a half weeks away. Meanwhile, a former Islander has opted out of this year's playoffs. We have the latest on Ilya Sorokin and our New York Islanders birthday of the day, plus an update on the goaltending situation heading into the playoffs. All of this and a lot more coming up on today's show. If you have something that you'd like us to talk about, a question, a comment, whatever might be on your mind, as long as it's Islanders-related, Feel free to send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. Tell us your name and where you're from. We're happy to mention you on the air uh, when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter. The handle is at IceWarsNYRVSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news and notes as it happens. All right, let's start with the Ilya Sorokin situation, because that seems to be an ongoing situation and a concern, so we will take a look. First of all, right now, the... Agent for Ilya Sorokin indicated that Sorokin can join the Islanders for phases three and four if he signs in the next few days. The window to sign for this season for Sorokin will open up today, that's Monday, at noon, and the Islanders will have a couple of days, two, three days, to try to sign him and bring him in. Uh, and yes, as of right now, Ilya Sorokin would be eligible to play for the Islanders. Why? The NHL ruled over the weekend that Cyril Kaprizov of the Minnesota Wild, who, if he signed with the Wild, can come in for Phase 3 and 4, 
and skate in phase three and four practices. He would be able to go with the Wild to Edmonton and be part of their 31-player roster. Obviously, the same would go for Ilya Sorokin if the Islanders are able to sign him. Again, I do not believe that Sorokin will play at all in the playoffs, barring a a number of injuries to the Islanders. But the important thing is to get him here, to start acclimating him to the National Hockey League, to the North American size rink, and to his teammates, and give him a little bit uh, of a taste of playoff hockey, even if, again, there are no fans and you're in a neutral site and all the strange goings-ons that this year is going to be. But at the very least, uh, the Islanders have a chance now to sign Sorokin and have him be a part of the roster for the playoffs going forward. They can play him if they, you know, sign him and choose to, but I don't think that will be the case. I think, you know, we're talking about either Varlamov, who would be the favorite, or Grice, who would, you know, also be uh, in the running. And here's the thing. Barry Trotz over the weekend did a conference call with reporters, and here's what he said. I'm going to let Camp dictate who's going to be the guy when he was asked about who's going to be the goalie. I don't think I can make a bad decision. Both of them have had good success against the Panthers. Both of them had identical type years. So from that standpoint, I'm just going to let it play out. Varlamov has played 12 career games against the Florida Panthers. He is 8-3-1 in those 12 games with a 2-6-5 goals against and a 9.22 save percentage, while Grice has played only eight games against Florida. He is 5-2-1 with a 1.79 goals against average uh, and a 9.44 save percentage. Actually, that those numbers uh, are from the save percentage and the goals against average are from the 2016 first-round playoff series when the Islanders eliminated the um, the Panthers in six games and uh, a very exciting playoff series. A lot of overtime, double overtime games. And of course, the memorable moment when uh, John Tavares scored the game winner in game six at the Barclays Center to clinch that series. The first series the Islanders had won in 23 years. So uh, the goaltending situation as of right now, the next couple of weeks of training camp are going to determine whether he goes with Varlamov or Grice. I believe that this is a great move by Trotz not to specify who is the favorite is. Obviously, with goaltenders, you know, muscle pulls, uh, getting back into shape, staying healthy, all of these things are factors. Goalies haven't been facing live shots in-game conditions since March 12th, so obviously you don't want to commit to one and then have him get hurt or play poorly. Let him come in, 
have a competition, have both of them on edge, have both of them eager to play their best, and see who earns the spot. You could always fall back on the other one, assuming he's healthy. A very good move by Barry Trotz, to say the least. And if you want to make a good move for your car, check out rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone, and they are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody. It does not require membership or an account logon. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, not just what your dealer has on his computer. Best of all, the prices at RockAuto.com are reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Happy 29th birthday to J.F. Berube, a uh, goaltender who played two seasons with the Islanders, 2015-16 and 2016-17. And uh, by the way, Berube still active, uh, split this season between the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and the Hartford Wolfpack of the AHL, played 36 games uh, and had a pair of assists this year, splitting time between Hartford and Lehigh Valley. Uh, Barube played 21 games for the Islanders over the course of his two seasons, was originally drafted by the Los Angeles Kings back in 2009. They selected him in the fourth round of the draft, came up through the Kings organization before joining the Islanders in 2015-2016. We're going to go back and Look at one of the better games in Barube's Islanders career. We take you to February 2nd, 2016 at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Islanders and the Minnesota Wild. Devin Dubnik in goal for Minnesota. And of course, J.F. Barube in goal for the Islanders. The uh, J.F., by the way, stands for Jean-Francois. Uh, if you were wondering. All right, Wild get on the board first. Charlie Coyle got his 14th. Matthew Dumba and ex-Islander Nino Niederreiter with the assist at 14:34. That was the only goal of the first period, and the Wild held an early one-to-nothing lead. Islanders, however, got back on track in the second period. Mikhail Grabowski. Scored his eighth, John Tavares and Ryan Strome with the assists at 3.20, and it was a 1-1 to hockey game. The Islanders added to their total less than two minutes later. Anders Lee, his seventh, Travis Hamanick and Josh Bailey with the helpers at 5.07. Islanders 2, Wild 1. But the Wild made a late period surge. 
and tied the game on a goal by Jason Pominville, his sixth. Jason Zucker and Jarrett stole with the assist at 18:36 late in the second period. It was a 2-2 hockey game, but the Islanders found a way to get that late goal, last minute of the period, that momentum-changing goal. Brock Nelson reaching the 20-goal milestone of the season on this night. His 20th, Calvin DeHaan, the lone assist at 19-18, and the Islanders held a 3-2 lead going in to the third period. In the third, Zach Parise of the Wild headed off for cross-checking at 121, and the Islanders cashed in on the power play opportunity. Franz Nielsen, his 15th, Nick Letty and Kyle Oposo with the assists, and then uh, two minutes, three seconds later, John Tavares scored his 17th of the season from Mikhail Grabowski at 452, and the Islanders' lead was increased to 5-2. to two. The Wild did not quit. Scotty Mayfield off for holding at 829. Nino Niederreiter reminding the Islanders of what they missed out on when they dealt him away. He potted his ninth of the year on the power play from Matthew Dumba and Jared Spurgeon at 10.04. But I'll tell you, J.F. Berube did a very good job of shutting the door Islanders outshot in this game, 43-38, to 38, 40 saves for J.F. Berube. That's a 9.30 save percentage. He earns the victory as the Islanders defeated the Wild 5-2. Multiple point games, well, uh, uh, we had two, John Tavares and Mikhail Grabowski each with a goal and an assist. As far as plus-minus, Calvin DeHaan who had an assist in the game, led all Islanders with a plus three. Also, Travis Hamanick, a plus three in this game. As far as shots on goal were concerned, John Tavares with six, Ryan Strom and Anders Lee each chipped in five as the Islanders had 38 in the game. Wide open affair in Brooklyn, but Barube, the big story, 40. That's right. 40 saves to earn the victory. By the way, you look at Barube's final stats in his two years with the Islanders. 21 games, 13 of them starts, a 6-4-3 record, a 900 save percentage, and a 3.11 goals against average. So a winning record uh, for uh, Barube in his brief time with the Islanders, and we certainly wish J.F. Barube a very happy 29th birthday and uh, wish him luck as he tries to uh, continue his professional hockey career. And, uh, you know, Barube, always a nice guy whenever I had the chance to interview him over the times that he was with the Islanders. And, and it's a tough job when you're primarily an AHL goalie. You get called up when someone gets hurt uh, or you you have to earn that spot on the roster from the beginning and prove that you're NHL worthy. So uh, J.F. Barube, good guy, good goaltender, and our Islanders, birthday of the day. All right, so we did mention last week on the show that the... Uh, agreement between the NHL 
and the Players Association does allow for any player on any team involved in the in the playoffs, so that's 24 teams, to opt out without penalty of this resumption of play. And look, one former Islander, a prominent former Islander, announced that he will not be taking part, and he was the first player to make that announcement. Uh, we mentioned him in the game we just recapped uh, for J.F. Berube's birthday, and that's defenseman Travis Hamanick. Hamanick missed two games in January of 2019 uh, to be with his daughter, Charlie, who was then eight months old. She had a respiratory virus, and it is basically for her health that he is opting out. And I have to say, I mean, again, Hamanick, a great guy, a team guy. Uh, but always puts family first, and I can't blame him for that. Here is the statement he made through Titan Sports Management uh, when he made the announcement Friday that he was opting out. He said, we saw what a respiratory virus can do to our healthy little girl, and it's something no parent wants or should have to go through. Now, blessed with our second child, a baby boy, the risk of today's COVID-19 pandemic is a very difficult one, to weigh as parents. Due to what my daughter has already gone through and concerns if she were to catch COVID-19, I've decided to opt out and seek a leave of absence from the Calgary Flames for the remainder of the playoffs. I wish I could lace up my skates and be out there battling, blocking a shot, and helping the team win, but my family has and always will come first. And we know that. I mean, those of you who recall when Hamannick was with the Islanders, he originally took a, a brief leave of absence to be with a sick family member and then demanded a trade to a team in Western Canada to be closer to his family. So uh, Hamannick, good team guy, good teammate, but putting his family and his children first, can't blame him for that. And I think that, you know, this is a culture change that we have seen in professional sports more and more in the last 10 or so years. The idea of a player in the 60s, 70s, even into the 80s or 90s, uh, taking time off when a child was born would have been unthinkable. Whereas nowadays, yeah, okay, you know, baseball, hockey, player taking two, three days off or whatever the case may be, depending on the severity of the situation, whether it's for the birth of a child or an illness in the family, you know, that is more accepted and appreciated now and uh, certainly got to respect the decision that Travis Hamannick made and we wish him and his family all the best. However, as far as the Islanders of today are concerned, uh, Lou Lamorello, the team's general manager, said no Islander players have opted out yet and he does not anticipate any of them to opt out. Now, obviously, they have uh, a little bit while longer before they have to make that final determination, but the preliminary indications are that the Islanders will have a full lineup available when play resumes on August 1st. And speaking about play resuming, we do now have the Islanders' schedule, and uh, it's an interesting one, and looking forward to 
you know, knowing the dates for these games, and it's so close now. We are literally two and a half weeks away from the start of the play-in round. So here's the schedule for the New York Islanders in their series against the Florida Panthers. The times have not been finalized as of yet. It's either noon, 4 p.m., or 8 p.m., but as of right now, Game 1, which will be designated as an Islanders home game, is on August 1st. Game 2 will be August 4th, so two days off in between Games 1 and 2, both of which are Islanders home games. Game 3 will be the next day, August 5th, and the Panthers are designated the home team for Games 3 and four. Game four, if necessary, uh, August 7th. So they'll get uh, game one, two days off, game two, game three, back-to-back days, and then if necessary, a day off, game four, and then a day off, and game five, if necessary, uh, is August 9th, and that also will be, if it is necessary, an Islanders home game. So The schedule laid out. Now, remember, here's the situation. If the Islanders win this playoff series, they advance, and the NHL will reseed after every round. So we don't know who their opponent would be. It's not bracketed like the NCAA basketball tournament is. Uh, So we can't say who they would play. But obviously, the Islanders, as the 10th seed, it would line up, you know, depending on whether or not any of the seeds below them advance. Uh, the other factor is that the if the Islanders lose to the Panthers, they then have the one in eight chance of landing the first overall pick in this year's NHL draft. And again, we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, Barry Trotz talked a little bit about the health of some of his players, and basically he's saying that both Casey Sezikis and Adam Pellick should be ready to go for the playoffs. Now, both of these guys were injured, were not in the lineup or uh, when play was suspended back in early March or mid-March, but here's what Trotz said to reporters I think both of these guys will be just fine. I don't see any drop-off in their play. They're both excited. They really miss the time that they did miss when they had their injuries. I expect both of them will have a big impact like they usually do. So, uh, you know, to me, those two guys are very important to the Islanders. Pellick, because he munches minutes. He is the top pairing. He goes up against the opposing team's best offensive players, and he allows the Islanders, when they have Pellick and Pulak, uh, to have a good balance lefty-righty on defense, a good balance between experience and youth, and really sets them up well so that the right players have the right amount of minutes. Now, Obviously, the stamina question comes up, especially for a guy like Pellick, who hasn't played in even more time than the rest of these players. So, you know, since he hasn't played since, what, the very beginning of January, how is he going to be in shape? Is he, is he going to be in, you know, ready to play 25 
30 minutes a game. If there's overtime, possibly more, that's a question we don't know. So Pelek back, and then Sezikis centers the identity line, the fourth line, the line that really sets the tone for the Islanders offensively and physically, and having him and his work ethic and his doggedness and and his determination, that rubs off on his teammates. He kills penalties also, uh, checks hard and consistently, and really is important in this Islanders lineup. So getting them back healthy is a good thing. Uh, But, you know, the one thing we have to say, depending on how this whole coronavirus situation plays out, we will not know the availability of any player probably until game day because, uh, you know, if players start testing positive, there's a lot of unknowns out there. Anyway, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now have your smart device play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a league-wide perspective on pro hockey. Have a great day, everybody. Training camp is officially open. We are one day closer to the resumption of hockey. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.